0: Private Lender Podcast, episode 119. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Thomas Jefferson, who said, I'm a great believer in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more I have of it. Hello, Lender Nation, and welcome to episode 119 of the Private Lender Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Baker, and I'd like to thank you for sharing your time and your ears with me today. If you're looking for practical tips and advice on private lending and how to keep your money safe as a private lender, then you are in the right place. But if you want to learn from my mistakes so that you can avoid them, well, then pull up a chair and pour yourself a drink, my friend, because this podcast is just for you. In today's episode, we're going to cover a few of the items of due diligence on every private lender, on every private lender, that every private lender should perform in the month of March or at least uh, annually at some point in time, especially if you do not utilize the services of a loan servicing company or an escrow company to handle most of that for you, which you got to do it. I mean, it's just that easy. But before we get into the heart of the matter and the brass tacks of today's episode, I need to perform a little housekeeping uh, of my own and then also for the podcast. And it goes something like this. As you notice, I haven't been putting out much content lately. I mean, for the last year, it's been rather hit or miss. Uh, I didn't produce one episode in February of of 2021. And I, I could blame a lot of things such as COVID or kids, divorce, death, additional family drama, anxiety, depressive episodes, and let's not forget that Texas became an ice cube for a few days <laughs> recently. But the the truth is it was my choice. I I chose not to produce episodes or content or anything for the Private Lender Academy, you know, that that thing I've been threatening you with since I started this podcast. And it's I've something I've come to realize recently is that um it wasn't so much that i consciously chose not to do anything but now i'm able to see that i it was a choice in that i i chose to stay with uh, the familiar feeling, f- feeling of you know procrastination uh due to a failed sense of perfectionism right i mean um i can't do it right i'm not going to do it kind of thing which is just bullshit um and, you know it just means that i chose to stay in my comfort zone and and watch the world goes go by as as I wondered, you know, I sat there and went, why, why, why wasn't I making any progress? Why, why is this so difficult? And that's really that's that's it. I mean, that's there's no big secret to it. That that kind of just wrapped it up in a nutshell. I not proud of it. I don't like it. I, I feel even further behind the eight ball now than I ever have in life and and with this project and with you know the whole private lending thing. It's um, but I you know when I when I sit down and, and try to Give an honest assessment of why that happened. The only thing I can come up with is that it was it was my choice, and hopefully, I like to say that I've finally gotten off my ass and put that mindset behind me. It's going to be a little struggle here and there, you know. Um, some days are better than others, you know. The, life's a, a big bowling game, right? You know, strikes and gutters, especially if you play like I do. <laughs> so, anyhow, let's get into the housekeeping of the podcast episode today. And that, the first one is please, please connect with me at the Private Lender Podcast Facebook group. And I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah, the Private Lender Podcast Facebook group. Just go on over, search it, uh, answer a few questions. And if you are a private lender, I will, uh, I'd will. i love to have you come and uh, join the discussions with us. If you're looking for private money or if you're a hard money lender looking for pri- uh, private lump money, we'll have another group for that. But um, right now I've only got one hard money lender in the group that's ink lending, Paul Ignatos, and I want to kind of control who I let in. So, uh, yeah, so if you're being you know, for private lending, if you're looking for, like, go to the Facebook group Connect. There's a lot of, um, as Paul, there's uh, just Baveja who I've had on the show. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people who uh, Steve Hiltabiddle, they're contributing, and it, it helps everybody in the end. So that's the first piece of housekeeping. Please go to. Uh, you can also go to the show notes page for the link to the. Private Lender Podcast Facebook group. And if you'd like to get into private lending, but you don't feel like you're you're ready that or you feel like you need a little help to get you through your first f- few loans, then head over to privatelenderpodcast.com forward slash Inc, that's I-N-K, and learn how you can get started in lending with my friend Paul over at Ink Lending, like I just mentioned, and fund their loans on properties right here in the Houston area in one of the most lender friendly states in this great country of ours. That's right. Paul and his team will vet the deals, underwrite the loan, and put your money to work for you. They even service the loan on your behalf. That's about as passive as you can get. So again, if you want to get more information, privatelenderpodcast.com forward slash ink, I-N-K. All right. Now it's time to get down to the brass tacks. And it's time for us private lenders to perform a little due diligence as we close out the first quarter of the, the year. And here's a quick little checklist for you. Number one, did you send out your 1098s, your mortgage interest statements in January? Did you do that? Some people do, some people don't. I always err on the side of caution and do it that way because I don't know why. I just do. Um, It's like five bucks. It is a bit of a hassle, but it gets the documents out there. And it also helps me keep track of, You know, forces my hand to make sure I keep track of all my loans, which I should be doing anyhow. But it's just another little safety valve there. Uh, to make sure that I'm on top of the of, of what's coming in. Number two, were the property taxes paid by the borrower? Most uh, well in Texas, we we pay our property taxes at the end of January. It may be different in your state. I understand that that's quite common, but you can also confirm this uh, just going online to the uh, your county tax collector, assessor, and collector. It's uh, public record, so that they should you should be able to find out if they've paid their taxes. The other thing you want to know is number three. Have the insurance premiums been paid? This is very important. I, as you know, I, I, I insist on property, windstorm, and flood insurance on any loan that I have because I, I lend here in Texas. We don't do seismic. We, we don't have. We're not. We don't have the activity that uh, that California debt has, or even the um, micro seismic that Oklahoma has received uh, has, has experienced in the last decade or so. But it's very important that these are conditions of the of the of the loan to make sure that these, these insurances are in place, insurance policies are in place. This is going to help protect your money. Then number four, are, have they paid the HOA dues? Now, normally this isn't mission critical, but you know, if, if they don't pay the dues it you know, and I have to take the house back, then uh, when I sell or do whatever, when I take possession, I'd have to pay those myself. I don't want to do that. I want to make sure the HOA dues are being paid. Also, because if the HOA puts a lien on the property, it's going to be subordinate to mine. So... There's that. Anyhow, so the, the one through four are perform can be performed on your behalf if you use an escrow or a loan servicing company. And that's why I suggest as a private lender, you utilize these services because they make your life easier. And the best part about it is the borrower pays the fees for the service. It's a condition of retail mortgages and all of my private loans that borrowers have to stay current and pay the insurance premiums and taxes. If you have a borrower that's not paying these on time, it might, might, might not mean anything. Maybe it's just cash flow is a little tight at the beginning of the year, but if they pay by February or March and they're on track, no big deal. But if they're not paying on time, it all it could also mean that they are in trouble or quickly arriving at the doorstep of trouble, right? So it's your job to protect your money. Be the CEO of your money and ask why. Very important. Those four, th- insurance premium taxes especially. HOA and 1098, not as heavy, but definitely, definitely make sure taxes and insurance are paid. And there's one last thing I like to do that escrow companies can't help with. And this is number five on your list. And that's at least once a year, I like to do a drive by on the properties uh, upon which I have a lien and I like to assess the condition of the property. Now, obviously I want any property that I lend on to be in good condition, but it, it depends on two, really two factors, the property condition and the, and the, and the property's use or the loan's use, right? So, let me break this down a little bit. If if I have a loan on a rental property, for example, I want to see that the borrower and the tenant are both maintaining the property's condition and appearance. Curb appeal is very important to me, even with the lower value rentals. Um, and, I, and I haven't had, you know, I haven't really truly slumlorded it with, with like $20,000 properties and some bad areas in Houston, but I've owned a $70,000 property that brought in rent that was less than $1,000 a month. Curb appeal is very important to me because it's usually one of the first indicators of where things are heading. Uh, another example is if I'm loaning to an investor who has sold the property with owner financing, you know, beneath my lien, wrapped my mortgage, my first position. Yeah, I'd like to see that the buyer is performing the the needed repairs. Um, the whole goal in, in doing that type of transaction is there's two goals for me. It's it's to spread that out over you know th- th- two to three years, generally three years, so I don't have to work that money for three years, which is nice. But also, it it helps to, to it helps no, it shows that the 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 end buyer is fixing up the property. They are improving the property upon which my lien sits. So they're they're helping my position. If anything were to go wrong, right, I can take back a property in better condition than when I initially loaned on it, right. So you, there's you know there's some shades of gray in this. So that's why I say it depends on the you know the property's condition and and the use of that property or, or that loan. Now, obviously, <laughs> this does not apply to you know short-term flips or any new construction. You, know, you would you know obviously want weekly inspections and updates to ensure that the project uh, the project is moving ahead as scheduled or as close to schedule as possible, and that the borrower is not getting in trouble. So obviously, you don't want to use do this annually. Uh, uh, you want to see it weekly. So. There you go. Let's recap today's private lender's due diligence list to-do list for March. Did you send out your mortgage interest statements, your 1098s? That's number one. Number two, did, did you borrow or pay the property the property taxes? Number three, did they pay the required insurance premiums? Number four, have the HOA dues been paid? And number five, do a drive-by or try to get the an assessment on the condition of the property. And you know, just what what does it look like? Right? Hopefully it looks good and it's pristine, but if, if, if it doesn't, it may mean that there's an issue, and that may be one that you need to investigate. Like we all know, intrinsically know, I should say, we all intrinsically know that no investment is 100% safe, but with a little effort, you can, you can help secure and ensure the safety of your money and your investments, and that's the moral of today's episode, and I'd like, I'd like to thank you for, for playing and playing along. Look, here's the deal, I don't charge money for this show, but there is a cost, and I would be extremely grateful if you would help drive awareness to this show to get the word out by leaving me an honest rating and review over at Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or whatever platform you are using to hear my voice, but it would mean the world to me if you could leave me an honest rating and review over at iTunes, because that's Apple, and they're still the the benchmark for the time being. Like It doesn't take all that long, uh, and it's a small price to pay for the value that I bring, or at least I try to bring. That's my opinion, I could be wrong, but nonetheless, I would greatly appreciate it. And look, if you if you want to create a stable of your own private lenders, or know people who you know might have some cash and don't realize the power of private lending, then please, please, please send them a text, send them an email, a DM, do whatever you got to do. Please introduce them to me in the Private Lender Podcast. Look, that's going to do it for episode 119. And just a few final thoughts, please go to the Private Lender Podcast Facebook page and connect. And remember that there is the easy button to lending. You can get started uh, with our friends at Ink Lending. Just go to privatelenderpodcast.com slash ink, I-N-K. So as I sign off, I'd like to say, in addition to self-awareness, I wish you safe and prosperous private lending. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Y'all take care. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review and we'll catch you next time.